Welcome to another new episode of the Declutter Me podcast with myself, Shalina. Today, we'll be discussing something that is close to my heart, men and their clutter. I find a large majority of the men that I interact with in this region are adverse to decluttering and organising, or they believe that it's something that they're made or their wife should be doing. So I wanted to delve into this and I thought, who better to talk to than my mate Tilo, who's in London, or not London, actually. No, you're in Brighton, sorry. Close. Everything is London for me being here. Hi, Tilo. Hi, Selena. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Looking yeah. forward to this. Hey, awesome. So Tilo is from, he has his company called Cluttermeister and you've been a professional organiser for how long now? Uh, for five years now. Ooh. Five and a half. Five and a half and he has two books as well. So uh, Promises Broken Moving On and Promise. Clutter, yeah. pr- Promise, sorry, right, and Clutter Ties, which you can find on Amazon and we'll put little um, links at the uh, in the blog and on the links as well. Thank so you. uh, you've been a decluttering coach for a few years and we met at the Aptar conference a few years back, right? Two years ago, I think. Two years, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, so yes, so I want you to talk to me about men today. But first, I wanted to know what you were doing before you became an organiser. Well, what have I not been doing? Um <laughs> By by studies, I'm a translator. I studied in Germany. I'm originally from Germany, but right. um, I moved through all kinds of things because translating is kind of a not so well paid job. Right, and tends to get boring if you're well paid. So okay. I was a teacher, a German teacher in Belgium after my studies, which kind of brought me to Belgium and I, I, I got stuck there. I liked it. Right. I worked in Brussels for an airline as an accounting assistant and ticketing officer is obviously what you do after studying languages. Yeah. And then I moved back into studies, into office management and business interpretation, which right. brought me into the world of law firms where I worked for 24 years as everything from a receptionist to um, through personal assistant, IT man, software trainer, but all of this involved a lot of project management, marketing, training, troubleshooting, change management liaison. So kind of all around asked Hilo. I got a couple of comments from people who left when they went to other law firms and I met them again afterwards and they said, well, it's all brilliant, but they don't have a Hilo. Right. (laughs) I I turned into a meme. Yeah. about six years ago, so I became very wary of that environment. It, it, there was a lot of change going on and I didn't quite fit in anymore. Right. And I decided to go it on my own and did the big thing. I moved from Belgium to England. I became a sole trader where before I had been an employee. Yeah. Um, I moved from IT training to decluttering and organizing. So there really wasn't much left of my previous life and everything changed quite a bit. So um, I focused on small, medium enterprises at first to do change management and help them reorganize. But very quickly, I realized that my main passion is really to work with individuals and private households. And that's what I moved into about a year in. Okay. And I've been doing that ever since, more and more online this year, obviously. But uh, I've used virtual assistance before for the intake and for follow-ups afterwards. But now, in many cases, it's become a full online project. And there are clients I've never actually met in person. 
Oh, wow. That's great. So the, the whole virtual thing for you is working really well. Just a bit. Okay. That's good because, I mean, it, 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 I've seen that it depends on uh, the region and everything here. People want you to be with them physically. Same so, way. yeah, so the virtual thing just hasn't worked very well on this side, you know, especially during COVID. But, you know, um, yeah, but that's, that's good to know. Well, I have to say the virtual thing works better for people abroad. So yeah. because of my language background, I, I have my, my virtual clients are in Germany and Switzerland. Oh, so okay. it's it's easier to to deal with those. I, I can't physically go there, so that's, yeah, yeah, no. that's where it works. But anybody local is really adverse to virtual training. Oh wow! Okay. Oh, I thought the UK were getting more into the virtual side, and and in Switzerland, their German is completely. I, I don't understand. I, well, I went to Zurich and I didn't get it. <laughs> well, I've got family in Switzerland as well. So oh, okay. I'm kind of used to it. My Swiss clients are French-speaking Swiss clients. So oh, okay. Oh, okay. So that's, yeah, that's easy. Yeah, they speak French. They speak properly. <laughs> they speak Swiss French. <laughs> At least you can speak the German. German, Swiss is, yeah, it's a whole different, I didn't understand oh, absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I only can make my way because I've, I've grown up hearing it. Yeah, yeah, I can't speak it, but I, I understand more or less what, yeah, what, what they're saying. <laughs> since my family lives all over Switzerland, they have different accents as well. So oh, I'm kind of, I, I find the middle way to, to figure out what they're saying. Yeah, then... yeah. You've acclimatized to them. <laughs> so, all right. So we were going to talk about men today. So, you know, you're a man. You have male clients. I have a few sometimes, but... You know, I wanted to get your perspective on them, like how, you know, them contacting you, their, the way they think, the way they deal with their clutter. What, you know, why do you think they view clutter differently from women? And what, what yeah, what's going on with them? What, I obviously have more experience with, with men around here and they're probably behaving slightly different than right what you are experiencing but i think there are a couple of basic differences between men and women and disclaimer whatever i say now is is going to sound like grand sweeping comments but right. they're, they're really very slight differences okay i find that men when they call me tend to call out of practical reasons right rather than reasons for the look of it okay right so it's, it's less about oh my home looks horrible i can't invite people over and more about oh god i can't find my stuff okay right. and oh god i don't know how to do this so in in males male clients i find that the proportion of teaching skills is bigger than with female clients where right. it's more about assisting with removal. Right, okay. And right. I think that has a lot to do with socialization of men. Mm. We, the two things I find are very striking is when we look at a couple, yep. very often it's the wife that keeps, but both of them have personal friends and acquaintances. Yeah. that don't mix with the other person. But the shared group of friends is maintained by the woman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's very true. And, and the clients, the male clients I get, when they, have a certain, when they are of a certain age, they tend to be widowers or divorcees. Right, okay. And in the process of losing their wife, either way, they also lose the shared friends. 
Right, okay. Because they weren't the ones maintaining that. And they yeah. have to fall back on a, a decreasingly small group of male friends. Yeah. Also, women tend to be more, a bit quicker to the game when it comes to asking for help. Yep. They're more True. in the business of exchanging help around. So there's yeah. more of a barter economy going on where males a don't ask for help and b don't expect anybody to help them yeah yeah, so yeah. there is that older female clients are more likely to ask for help when right. i see the male clients they ask for help when there is really no other way right okay and they have very specific questions usually so what kind of questions do they have they have different issues uh, it's often things like maintaining their household right okay and that's probably something you're familiar with. You, you said something about they, they expect the maids or the wives to take care of things. Yes. And I think to some degree that is true for, for all over the world. Yeah. But I find that a lot of the older men simply don't know how to manage a kitchen or how to do laundry or how to do it properly. They kind right. of muddle through, but it's often a question of pointing something out. And I, I really often get things like, oh, my God, that's how you do it. Uh, I never realized. Yeah. So you're, they never had to. Yeah. So you're dealing more with the administrative, uh, administrative side of dealing with the household, which they've never had to deal with. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, that, that's a good point, actually. I mean, with me, yeah. I get a lot of the men that... Um, they're single, you know, because they've moved here by themselves, they're single, um, but they just don't know what to do with all their clothes. And that's, yeah. so I get a lot of that. But this is a whole different area, you know, yeah. Yeah. I think it, it has a lot to do with being brought up in, in particular ways. And yeah. while parents try, at least for the last 20, 30, 40 years, try to be more equal, about how they bring up their children. There is an awful lot of socialization that happens outside of the household, that happens with peers, that happens in school. And let's face it, there are still a lot of differences between boys and girls. Yeah, there is, and, yeah. And that translates into how people live their lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it sticks. And for a long period, if you're in a partnership or if you're married, that's kind of covered. Yeah, yeah. But the moment men and women find themselves alone, they have their own set of problems that they come up with. And mm. I, I'm not saying that women don't have problems either. But in terms of men, those are very specific about household chores, about practical stuff that they simply don't know. They, yeah. they, they are very good at other stuff that women might not be good at. Right. Yeah. But it's, it's also... It's interesting to see how how suddenly they become boys again at some point. And I'm I'm often lucky to be the person who comes in and is in a position to actually gain their trust and make them listen to how things could be done more easily, more efficiently. So it's right. often about efficiency and organizing rather than decluttering. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Simply because a lot of them don't really care about the look of things. Yeah. I don't. Just, I only have two friends. They never come to visit. We meet at the pub. So why do I need to make sure everything is in its place? There's right. no point. Okay. Whereas, whereas the the older ladies I work with tend to have lots of friends who come around for coffee and tea. Yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah. So there's yeah. a different approach to what the flat needs to look like. 
Yeah. And it's a generational thing as well. I think from what you're saying as well, if with these older men, they're still in that generation where the women did look after them, where it might be a bit less, you know, it might be decreasing. We hope now with the younger, no, no, just just younger generation still the same. (laughs) I've I've heard a couple of 30 somethings men Right. Young professionals, they are as helpless in the household as the older men. Oh, wow. Okay. See, they need to move abroad and then they'll learn, you know, they have to do the laundry themselves and the the cooking themselves or how to use delivery to (laughs) get their food. (laughs) Absolutely. And there's also another thing that I find that distinguishes the two. Um, And I've written that down. Um, For women, I find that a lot of when it comes to decluttering, yeah. A lot of the things they look at are reminders of the past. Right, okay. Whereas for men, there is more of a sense of those things creating an emotional safe space. Right, okay. So do they they're want to not keep it? They're not necessarily memories of the past. Right, okay. There's something that holds the space for them, if, if you see what I mean. No, Explain. And, uh, yeah. So hold, holding space in, in, in spiritual circles is that you create the space for people to be comfortable to move on. Ah, okay, all right. And those things create not what would be called hygge or gemütlich or comfortable, yeah. but they create an environment where people can actually live without being reminded of the world outside all the time. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a slight distinction. And the other thing is that women tend to be more, they collect things that are more practical in nature. Yeah. So the, the little bits of, of string or rubber bands and and that kind of thing, you wouldn't see men doing this. They, they, they collect screws and uh, motorcycle parts and stamps and railway memorabilia. It's, it's more the, they, they collect things that are more emotional and more collections, whereas women tend to collect odds odds and ends. Yeah, that's surprising though, isn't it? You'd think the, the women would be more emotional stuff than the men, but you're, you're right, actually, with the, the, like the railway collections. Yeah, that, mm. that's a good, yeah, it's a good point. There's more of an obsessive element to it as well, I think. I find that. I mean, with me, I, I deal with a lot of guys. Um, I mean, as I said, I deal with the closets and wardrobes, but they have this thing about trainers. Trainers are the thing. And they yeah. are very emotional about the trainers. You know, are you, you wouldn't expect them to get that emotional, but they can tell you a full-on description about the trainers, the box, when they bought it, how they queued up to buy it. And it's, it's yeah, it's fascinating, but also bizarre. <laughs> it, yeah, it's a bit like iPhones. Uh, I, I stood five days in a queue to get the latest iPhone. Um, it's, <laughs> it's the kind of stories I hear. But then, on the other hand, um, when we look at women, there are similar things going on when it comes to change in terms of things they have. Men tend, in my, and again, sweeping generalization, but men tend to collect things that are meant to be kept. Yes. To complete a collection. Whereas women tend to collect things for now and then move on to the next thing to collect. Yes, yeah, that is true. I I think the, the ideal typical personality for that is the crafter yes and yes the thing is that are you collecting materials because you like to buy materials 
or are you buying materials because you like to craft? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's the hope they like to craft or that they're going to craft one day. Yeah. It doesn't happen often. No. <laughs> I think that the, the term crafter as, as a personality type is wrong because, like you said, most of them aren't actually into it for the crafting. No. But they like to shop. Yes. And then they shop for things that they they believe or have made themselves believe that are good things to craft with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But they only end up collecting crafting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Or they do the thing where they go, especially, you know, in Europe and, and, and in America, they have the, they'll go to the woods and pick up acorns and oh, all that. So, God. yeah, <laughs> and stones and, oh, shells, I've had shells, shells, shells. Shells are here. There's a lot of shells here. Oh, God, uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. A client I'm currently working with has, there's shells everywhere. And it's not her shells, but it's her family's shells. Oh, wow. Yeah. Give it to her. And yeah. she is just, she loves them, but she doesn't know how to say no. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a thing. Yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah. But we need to do a podcast all about crafting. <laughs> so, so with the men, what items when you do get them to declutter, if they do, what do yeah. you find they declutter, declutter more often? Obviously, it's a sweeping, but um, I think a lot of things that they let go are things that have to do with what they learn, right from me the okay. kind of the areas they they were not quite good at like the kitchen i don't know how to cook so i i'd rather keep all the pots and pans that i have because i don't know when i'll use them right so figuring out how to cook, i've been known to give cooking lessons so oh. it's because they didn't know how to make anything beyond a, a boiled egg right okay um but then pointing out hey you've got 10 of those pots you don't need them yeah. if you have a big one for when you have company and a small one when you're alone is fine. Yeah. And then that's the kitchen is usually a place where we can declutter. Also, yeah. spices is, is a big thing because most of them are dead by yes. the time I get there. Um, I'd rather have them go out and buy a, a decent set of spices yeah. that they can use rather than stick with the ones that have lost their flavor yeah. in, in the war. Yeah. <laughs> but do you do you have it now in the supermarkets finally that you can buy small amounts or is it still in the big jars in the the, the jars you still have the the glass jars that are right. about yay high yeah but i think they're good okay because i don't i personally think if you have small amounts of spices you might be likely to not use as much as you need because you think oh it's going to run out See, yeah, because I mean, here it's different because we have it in the supermarket. Bags, yeah. yeah, so they, they, you can buy, they have like the bags there and you can just buy small amounts for the meal that you're going to cook. Mm -hmm. So it's not hard to go and buy more. So I try and convince them to not buy the glass jars and to just yeah. buy what they need for that recipe that week. Um, yeah. Okay. But yeah, so yeah. But then spices, as far as I know, they, they tend to keep for a good while. Yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Usually within three months, six months, most spices are still okay. They might yeah. be less potent, but they're still good. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, so apart from the kitchen, what I find, the pantry is, is always a bit of a, a place where you find all old stuff that is dead to the world. Yeah. Um, apart from the kitchen, um, men have often lots of books. Yes, they do. 
and uh, I count myself with them. I so, had I had five of those. Okay. Wow, you got rid of. And dating back to my school days when right. there were language books I had in school, and a, a couple of years ago, I realized I don't need them. No. I've never looked at them after school. And the same with um, notes from classes, um, notes you take during seminars and that kind of thing. Yeah. We both know if you don't go through them and extract the bits of wisdom that you've written down into a, re a legible form on yep. the computer, it's pointless to keep the notes because you'll never look at them. No, yeah, yeah. Um, even even if it's on the computer, like once you, you know, most people won't look at those notes either, like, you know, or once yeah. you've done the course, so. <laughs> well, I, I do occasionally. I have a couple of files where I keep things like um, insights I have during classes. And I do, I, I'm, I'm involved in Tantra and Buddhism. So right. lots of those workshops are about understanding yeah. and realizing certain things. And you probably know as well as I do that, they don't always work straight away, but you yes. have to read them at a given time in a given situation and then suddenly it makes sense. Yes, yeah, um, that's true. So, and that's where I go back. It's not a huge file, but I occasionally go through and delete the stuff that doesn't make sense. Yeah, yeah. But um, apart from that, paperwork with men and women is slightly different. I find that men tend, and again, sweeping generalization, tend to have more of a numbers brain. Right where women tend to have more of a word brain. Okay, so you have to explain this. Um, the numbers brain is, I find a lot of women are very bad at calculations. Yeah. At doing math. Right. Whereas men tend to be less focused on the meaning, the proper meaning of words. Right, okay, yeah. And again, sweeping generalization. Yes. I can only stress this. Yeah, I, I, I am the same. I, I was a lawyer, but I was rubbish at maths. I still am. Yeah. Thank God for accounting software. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm good at maths, but I, I, I hope to claim that I'm, I'm good at words as well. Right. But um, it's, I think it's a, it's a special skill and it may be associated with gender. Right, yeah. There is a different way. I think, yeah, the, the males and females do think in a different way. Their brains work um, differently. And I do see that with do, de dealing with paperwork when you're, you're dealing with a family, that the women are like looking at each thing and they'll find documents from the past and they want to keep that. Whereas the men are like, don't care, just want the insurance, life insurance document. I just want this document and this document and that's it. Remember what I said before, this reminders of times past for women and yeah. safe place for men. Yeah, yeah. The men make it a safe place because by eliminating anything that they don't need, it's easy to find what you need when you need it. Exactly. The woman keeps everything for emotional reasons, but when she tries to find that insurance document, she's stumped because there's so much stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why we're there to label everything and put them into proper sections so they can find everything easily. Yeah. <laughs> and I've, I, when I work with women on paperwork, I tend to separate the things that are emotionally linked into one part of the yeah. folder and the purely practical stuff in another one. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah, you have to because you want to make that as quick, you know, as easy as possible for them to find the things. And especially if they lose their other half, then you, yeah. And, and I think that's a whole different thing that people don't think about nowadays that with people living for so long, you've had your other half, as you've said, you know, with these, you know, husbands losing their wives. Yeah. And then suddenly they have to deal with all this stuff. And uh, for women, it's very difficult to deal with all the, the practical things, yeah. which the men well, will be good at. Interestingly, that brings us back to the to the to something I said before. Um, a new slant on that: maybe men are more comfortable with throwing things out in terms of paperwork, with the option that at some point they might be missing something. Right. Yeah. Because they're more comfortable with then going through the motions of reinstating the thing that's missing. Right. They, okay. don't, they don't worry too much about that point that might that may or may not come. Right. Because they know they can deal with it. Because I find with the, the gentlemen, you know, especially with the families, they always have this worry. A, they have a worry about an organizer coming in and de or decluttering everything. They always think that I'm just going to get throw away everything. So there's that thing that you have to try and convince them that you're not going to throw everything away and anything important because they'll come and just look at everything. And go, What did you throw? And it's like, no, we only throw away old receipts that you don't need from the coffee shop. You know, it's about trust. Yeah, and I think all we do is based on trust. Yeah, exactly. Irrespective of gender of the person we're working for. It's yeah. Ultimately, when we go in, we need to show who we are. Yeah. Fully and yeah. and come across as somebody they they can see. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why it works with us being there physically with them to to help them um, yeah. because they see us and have the banter and the you know that that you know I'm I'm good on the banter and being cheeky so that they get like a, <laughs> I'm a good person I'm not going to go right let's get rid of everything uh, yeah so finally I want to get your top tips and tricks because I like getting these from uh, my guest speakers so yeah what's your top tips and tricks oh, to help you get organised. I had to dig deep. <laughs> um, I've written some down. Um, okay. One thing that I find people who ask a declutterer to come in often have trouble with doing things at the right time. Right. And to me, that means that they're not really good at taking notes and actioning things when they need to. So my right. big tip in that respect is when something comes to you and you remember, oh, I have to do this, either do it straight away if it's a small thing. Yeah. Or take it, take note of it in a to-do list. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's a good idea. So, yeah. and preferably do it straight away. Yeah. If it's something like, oh, I need to buy peas write it on your shopping list yeah and forget about it because it's written down yeah um if it's something like i have to call my doctor put an appointment in your calendar and a reminder yeah if you have an electronic calendar um if if it's something like oh i need to to teach the kids something then put it on your to-do list because that's something that should happen sometimes soon but doesn't have a, a specific time yeah that it needs doing so I think it's it's a learning process to to keep on top of things. You have to have a system in place. Yeah. And most people don't. Yeah, yeah. that's very true. Um, another thing is get unpleasant tasks out of the way early. Okay. 
right. Uh, that's a tip I usually give people in in office environments. Okay. If you if you you know those things, you have to call that that unpleasant client, or you have to deal with something like, oh, I have to do my bookkeeping now, and I don't like numbers. <laughs> um, it's a good thing to have if you have if you put up your daily planning. Yeah. Start the day with one unpleasant task. Okay. It will feel annoying at first, but once it's done, it's smooth sailing all day because for the rest of the day, you can do things that you're comfortable with. That's true. That's very true. And Rather it gives you that boost. You've yeah. done something that you were really lo not looking forward to. Yeah. But yeah. then it's off your chest rather than worrying for every single day about that task that needs doing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You get it out of the way and it's done. Yeah. 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 And the the third thing I came up with is that is something I mention a lot with my clients. Trust your decisions. Right. Okay. A lot of things, a lot of time is lost in decluttering sessions when people second guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They they decide, oh, I, I let this go, and then when we pack it into boxes, they reconsider. Yeah. So one of the things is that you had the gut feeling to let go in the first place. Stick with it. Yeah. Yeah. And that applies to everything in life. Yeah. yeah. And, and deal with the consequences as they come later on. Yeah. And especially when it comes to things, you know, in your house, I, I, I'm the same. And I'm, I, you know, if they're ooing and eyeing, then they go, oh, no, it doesn't fit. And then you put it in the donation bag and they're like, oh, maybe. And I'm like, no, you've already said no. You've had that decision. You, yeah. you said it doesn't fit. Buy something that will fit. Like why you keep or wear the clothes that you don't wear, which do fit. You know, mm. and it's the same logic in in the kitchen and everything as well. You're like, mm. you know, if you're not using it and you've said no, just just agree with yourself. You know, I I read an interesting thing somewhere on on one of those picture memes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> once you've bought something, it's worth diddly squat. So don't believe that what you've got in your wardrobe is worth the money that you paid for it because the money is gone. Yes, that's true. And it, yeah, it has no, no financial value at this point. Yeah. It only has the financial value you assign to it. Yeah. So if you think like this, it becomes much easier to let go of things because technically they have no value. Yeah. Yeah. Unless it's a designer bag, because they, they do hold value. Yeah. Of course. Well, but you're you right. <laughs> but I mean, you can still try and sell things based yeah. on the assigned value that you give it. But very often, and you're aware of this, very often the idea of what something is worth and what is, yeah. is so much more than what people get for it. Yeah, I know. When they sell it. And is it worth the effort? Yeah. So starting from the assumption it's not worth anything is actually quite helpful. Yeah. And you feel better when you do suddenly get some money for it. I'm trying to sell DVDs right now. I yeah. spend a lot of money on those DVDs. And right yeah. now I'm selling them for £1.50. It's depressing. <laughs> and again, it, it kind of falls in the same category as, as trust your decisions. Yeah. Because it's, it's and, and that thing I just said, do that annoying task first thing in the morning. Get yeah. Cut the cord, cut cut everything off, and just leave it as it is, and yeah. move on from that point. Yeah, exactly. You do. Ultimately, yeah. it's much more productive and much more helpful than yeah. doing something that will ultimately lead nowhere. Yeah.
Yeah, you're right. You're right. Anyway, thank you so much for all these tips. This has been amazing. How can people find you if they want to get in touch, especially if they're in the UK? <laughs> well, very simply, I've got a website, which is uh, www.cluttermeister.co.uk. I hope you put it in the... Yes, we will. We'll put it in the show notes for sure. And, and I'm on uh, social media at Cluttermeister. So okay. Twitter, Instagram and Facebook marvelous and we will be sharing that on the show notes so that everybody can find you thanks so much for being on the episode i really appreciate it (laughs) um thanks as always for listening to the declutter me podcast if you'd like to get some more tips and tricks please follow us on social media as well we're on instagram twitter and facebook as at declutter me and if you don't want to miss the next weekly episode subscribe to the declutter me podcast on apple Spotify, Angami, or any of your favorite podcast players, as well as YouTube, where you'll see Tilo and I on it this week. And uh, you'll get a notification each week as well. So that's it. See you next time.